You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for episode 26 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. Wow, I just want to say something really quickly. This morning, I realized that with the launch of today's show, that we've been at this for six months now. I'm really sitting here in awe of what we've been able to accomplish and share with our amazing community of Money Pros since that first episode aired back in February. I so appreciate you guys listening to each episode. I'm loving the ratings and the reviews that you guys have shared with us. I'm just so grateful. Now, in the next few weeks, I'm going to share some of the biggest lessons that I've learned during this journey. So make sure you stay on the lookout for that one because I'm sharing all the tea, okay? Okay, cool. So back to this week's show. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of hanging out with one of my new friends and fellow We Should All Be Millionaires Club members, Sarah Del Castillo. Sarah is a social media strategist and a certified coach with a mission to help women make more money. She's a girl after my own heart. She's the owner of The Simple Flourish, which is a hybrid studio offering business coaching and white glove social media agency services. Her services are rooted in the knowledge that small businesses can make a big impact. And to do this, she offers education, coaching, and consulting programs in addition to done-for-you agency services. During this episode, we talk about how to organically market your business on social media. So for those of you who might not be ready for paid promotions and advertising yet, or those who want to keep their advertising budget on the lower side, this episode is for you. I can't wait for you to learn from Sarah. So I'll cut this intro short and get out of the way so you can listen in on our chat. Oh, and be sure to have something to take notes with because Sarah's definitely taking us to school on this one. Hey, Sarah, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me today. I think today's topic on how to organically market your business is going to be an absolutely incredible conversation. And so I'm really excited to have you here with me. Yes, I cannot wait to dig in. I love this topic. Yeah. So before we get started, I just want to tell everybody how we kind of connected and then give you a chance to tell us a little bit about who you are and who you serve in your own words. But you and I uh, share membership. We are both members of the club, which mm-hmm. we are affectionately referred to as Schmillies in the yeah. in, in Rachel Rogers uh, membership, the club. And um, although we haven't actually been connected for a long time, I know we made a really powerful connection when we met in um, in the Facebook group there, right? So yes. it's been great so far. Yeah, so awesome. All right, so do me a favor. Beyond that, share with our listeners a little bit about Sarah and who you serve and how you serve us. Yeah, so I'm, I'm out in Hawaii and I own a social media management agency, We serve 
service-based entrepreneurs in the online space. So anybody in the world, we can help. And um, I'm also a certified life coach. And so I offer life and business coaching in addition to, and I guess in partnership with the social media management agency. I love that. And I love that you are in Teach me how to say Hawaii the way that you do, because I don't pronounce it like that. (laughs) Hawaii, technically. I love it. I love it. So we are, it's when we're recording this where I am right now, it's in the evening. So it's still, is it, are we six? Are you six hours behind me? I must be. It's not even noon yet. Oh yeah. 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 That's another whole reason to love the island. So this is going to be a great conversation. We are talking about how to organically market your business, uh, especially for service-based entrepreneurs. As you know, our listener base is primarily made up of what I affectionately call money pros. So anyone in the financial services space, so bookkeepers, accountants, CPAs, money coaches, uh, and investment advisors, all of those folks who really help people manage and understand their money better, whether it's on the personal side or on the business side. And so we're going to really do our best to stick with, you know, with, with our listener base as um, in, in any examples or anything that we share today, you guys. So um, stay tuned for a great conversation. Let's start by me asking you, what in the world does organic <laughs> marketing even mean? Okay. I love that. That's how you phrase the question. Um, because normally people ask me the how before they dig into the what. And so mm-hmm. the most important shift that people typically need to make when they approach organic social media is that this is relationship building. So your ROI is different when you approach organic versus paid, you cannot be looking at your metrics and, and trying to figure out how much money you're going to make off of the time that you invest in organic, but organic is your long-term relationship building tool. That's going to keep people coming back to continue engaging with you over and over and over again. I love it. So it's more about the connection that we make with people and really getting, learning what their Um, what their needs are, where their triggers are, what their pain points might be versus how do I get 20,000 people on my email list, right? Yes, yes, 100%. Okay, versus paid advertising, which is what's going to help you do that. So, okay, now a major challenge. So we talked about it being relationship marketing or, you know, relationship driven, A major challenge that I think I see when it comes to building those relationships is the amount of time that it can take. You mentioned ROI and and really tracking kind of, uh, you know, how much money you make off of each maybe touch point or things like that. But I would think it takes, it's a longer runway to build the the kinds of relationships that we're talking about with organic marketing. Would you, you would agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You have people who are going to just creep you for a very long time. Like they're going to, they're going to consume and consume and consume. And then, especially if you have a really niche business, they're going to think about you when they need your services. Like not everybody, wedding photographers are a great example. You will literally never need them until you're getting married. But as soon Mm -hmm. as you get married, you're like, okay, who do I know? And -hmm. then the first place people think of often is social media because it gives them a wider, broader reach 
than who they locally know. But it is, you're correct, it is a time investment. I like to look at it as if I were going to a networking event or or a party. Like you put that time into the people who are following you and who are engaging with you because they've put that time into you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And so you, you mentioned that most people ask you the how, which I'm going to get to some of the how. <laughs> I, I definitely want to know that. But they, they tend to ask you about the how before they understand the what. And, and so if, if organic marketing is about building relationships and, and it takes a, there's a longer runway, is it true still that you should start with organic social media versus paid social media, right? Most people, I think we tend to, I'll just use myself as an example. When I first started my business, it, it wasn't about the idea of developing the relationship so much as it was, I am really trying to be cognizant of the of my expenses, right? And so I didn't want to spend a lot of money upfront marketing before I really understood or had a good understanding of who I was trying to serve in my business. And so I was in some ways bootstrapping, right? And and really penny pinching or or managing uh, my advertising dollars or my marketing dollars. It wasn't about so much that I, I was trying to develop the relationship. So I sort of, I thought, I sort of was doing organic marketing because of that. But now you've like just totally blown my theory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's something totally different. But, you know, um, should you or, you know, should people then expect to spend money up front versus go the relationship development route? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting question, because I think if people have startup funds, and they want to invest to see a faster ROI on their bottom line, a paid marketing person can actually tell you, like, if you spend this much money, let's aim for this much return. They can give you a firmer ROI on that. But most people who are bootstrapping their businesses, especially in the service-based world, aren't going to have startup funds. And I think you just cannot, there's no replacement for the relationships that you can build. And I think if you, if you start seeing social media as a relationship building and you focus on building those relationships and refining your craft and your skills and elevating your service level with every client you have or every person that you speak to, like we built a multiple six figure social media management agency just on referral. We have no paid ads. We don't even market the agency. Like you're going to see business mindset on my Instagram. You're not going to see agency stuff. And that's because there's, there's really no replacement for the, the word of mouth referral. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that can be like overstated enough in this world where we're like, okay, let's throw money here and get this return here. Especially social media is kind of the problem too, right? Because it's made us expect more instant gratification, like Mm -hmm. reels and everything. You can get like that, that hit of dopamine in seven seconds by watching a reel, but when you think about traditional networking and relationship building, it's about learning about that person and then allowing that person to learn about you. It's a very, it's a partnership, so to speak. But when you actually find people and connect with people online, it's, it's irreplaceable. It's something that ad marketing just cannot give you. 
So I think it depends on what money you have. If you have more time or more money is the short answer. And I love that. You know, I know that in the pre-call, we were talking about a little bit about who I, who I tend to work with the most. And I work personally with more so emerging and early stage uh, bookkeepers, right? Our listenership is wider, but I, I primarily work with bookkeepers who are just starting their business and they are still working a full-time corporate job, right? And so what I'm hearing you say is that, and it's so funny because I had a conversation with a client recently about this very thing. She's still working in corporate and she's trying to figure out what are the things she needs to be doing now before she actually walks away from her corporate job to help position her, put her in a better spot for when she, you know, she is fully out there on her own. And it sounds like organic social media is a great way to do that while you still have the the support, right? And the cushion, so to speak, of working mm-hmm. a, a corporate job. So think of it as the, even if it's virtual networking, but it's 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 putting yourself out there organically to get to know people and connect with people and to build, you know, your brand and build name recognition for yourself and brand recognition for your business while you have that support system still. So there's there are pros to doing it, not just because you're bootstrapping and you don't have enough Mm -hmm. cash to put towards a paid advertising or paid marketing campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so many people put this emphasis on the number of people that they're connecting with. I have watched colleagues of mine hit seven figures with less than a thousand followers. Like it's, it's definitely possible you just have to, it, it depends on the quality of the conversations that you have, right? So if you go to the party and you're just like, oh, how was your day? And as soon as someone starts to answer, you're like, okay, cool. Um, hey, how? Well, what about you? How was your day? That's the quality of the relationships that we put out on social media when mm-hmm. we just drop content and then dig out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you qualify your relationships, you elevate the conversations that you have, you do not need a thousand, 10,000 followers to be following you to make impact. So I'm going to call one another, a different client out right now. So Christina, I hope you're listening to this because (laughs) this is for you. This really tags back on um, the conversation that we had uh, just last week. Um, And so I I really, you know, hope that that other listeners, I hate to do that to that, to, to my client right there, but that was, that was super pinpointed to a conversation that I had with Christina last week about believing that you need 10,000, 15,000 followers on Instagram or in your Facebook group. It just doesn't have to be that way, right? If you elevate, like you said, if you elevate the conversations that you're having, if you really focus on the quality of the people who you are inviting into your network over the quantity, right, then then you could easily or simply see yourself, you know, at a, a place of multiple six figures in revenue or even seven figures in revenue. And that's a perspective shift for a Mm -hmm. lot of my particular clients being bookkeepers. We just traditionally haven't seen numbers in that kind of, you know, in that space, but it's possible, right? And it's about the quality 
and uh, and elevating the quality of those relationships and those conversations that we're having. So that's so, so good. Oh my gosh, this is going to be such a great conversation. <laughs> so now let's jump into the how really quickly. So let's talk about maybe like some specific ways to go about marketing your business organically, like from the beginning, like pretend I'm brand new to business. What would, if I were your client, what would be the first thing that you would tell me to do? Yeah. So I'm assuming that you're approaching your business. You're already clear on your values and your mission and your, your service offer. You might not be like the most experienced and have a decade of experience, but you're clear on who you want to serve and why you want to serve them. So that has to be established before you do pretty much anything in business. So I'm assuming that you have that figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would ask you is if someone brand new to you landed on your Instagram, what do you want them to know about you? What do you want them to know about your legacy, your work and use a person? So important things to the front and maybe your first 10 posts be anything that you want that person to know. They're not going to be viral or super mm-hmm. sexy, fun, like reels of people dancing or dogs, like it's not going to be the viral content that grows your business. It's going to be these pillar content pieces where people feel heard and understood and recognize you as a person who's hearing and understanding them. I love that. Okay. So one of the things that I talk about with my clients all the time is we focus highly on educational content, right? We want to teach people the rules, right? The right, the wrongs, the ins, the outs. And we want to start there. And before, I'm a firm believer that before people will hear you and take your advice, they have to trust you. They have to know who you are. And so I love that you said like your first 10 posts on Instagram need to be more personal, right? You know, I'm not saying share your deepest, darkest secrets, but personally about you, you said who you are, the legacy that you want to leave, things like that, why maybe why you're doing this so you can make a connection, Mm -hmm. right? With the person who has found themselves on your profile. Did I get that right? You did, you nailed it. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the nuance, like, okay, if I talk about this pain point from this kind of perspective, Maybe somebody will hear me. You know, some of my best performing posts are when I just post a picture of myself. I'm like, my name is Sarah Del Castillo. I'm on a mission to help more women create self-sufficiency for themselves through coaching and agency services and education. Like you just tell them who you are and what you're about. Sometimes you just got to tell people Mm -hmm. and that may work because it sounds like your audience is approaching their business from a place of thought leadership. And that's fine. Some people want to be told instead of having to figure it out. And we can spend all these different ways trying to hint at what we're about, or we can just tell people. Okay. I love that. Okay. And so one of the terms that you dropped was pillars. So content pillars. So without, you know, giving us a whole primer, (laughs) can you help us basically understand what, what, what you mean when you say content pillars. Cause I, I believe that that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but 100%. just the highlights of like, what are we talking about there? Yeah. So three to five things that you want to be known and remembered for. Doesn't get any easier than that. 
No. <laughs> three to five things that you want to be known and remember for. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So let's say I've got my 10 posts, my, you know, my initial 10 posts, I'm getting a little bit of traction. I am making the connections. What do I do next? Yeah. So again, use those pillars, three to five things that you want to be known and remember for, but find different ways to talk about them and, and find different ways to reach out to people. Stories is really important and a super flexible tool because like if you go out and walk your dog every single day, pop up a story so that people know, Hey, uh, Kimberly's going to be walking her dog at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. So let's just see what, what's going on in her mind and drop, drop little nuggets there. Like, Oh, I just had this call with the client or this came up and I wanted to share with you how I, how I took care of it or how I created a guardrail for it going forward. And then use those stickers, ask, ask questions, use the polls, get input from people so that they can tell you what they need from you. So I love that. And, and I know we're, it sounds like we probably are focusing on one particular platform. It sounds like we're talking about Instagram, yeah, but I definitely yeah. think that these, what we're saying, what we're talking about is transferable depending on the platform that you may be using, because some mm-hmm. of us, we don't use Instagram. Some of us are on Facebook and, you know, Facebook has stories too. You know, there are your Facebook pages and your Facebook group. So I don't want any, I don't want you guys to get, you know, pigeonholed into this is the only thing that we're talking yeah. about, you know, organically marketing your business using Instagram. That is not what we're saying here. So, you know, think bigger, right? Think, think, yes. think wider. So I love that. So I've got my first few posts and now I'm spreading out some and I'm using other strategies or, or features of the platform that I'm on to go a a bit wider or a bit deeper into those same three to five pillars, basically. Right. And I'm peppering it with a little bit of my personality or a lot of my personality. Yeah. Give it all. That's big for us. That's big for, you know, in our framework, you know, that's the first thing that, that we go into uh, when we're working with new clients is, is helping them build a powerful presence. Right. And really, um, capitalizing on the assets that they already have within them. Um, we're not talking about having to go get certified on any particular, mm-hmm. you know, software or anything like that. Listen, honey, you already have the bulk of what you need, yes. right? And so, you know, it's it's all about infusing your per, your your true personality as you are making those deeper connections with folks, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. You can take up space with your voice your work, the way that you impact people. There's all these ways for you to take up space and show up. And you're a thought leader. If you are like just in touch with yourself, put that to the front. If that's what your, your connection with other people is, and they love the way that you speak in the club, we all hear Rachel in our head. I'm sure sometimes when Mm -hmm. we're like doing things related to like her voice is so front and center that it's impossible not to read her messages and her voice in your head and things like that. And so, yeah, take up space however you can. But personally, yeah, it, yeah. It's so funny when you when you bring up Rachel. And, and for those of you who don't know Rachel Rogers, I certainly encourage you to pick up her book, We Should All Be Millionaires. It's, yes. it's awesome. We'll make sure that we link to it in the show notes. Um, but I have this thing. It's like WWRS. Like, what would Rachel say? 
right? That's what I <laughs> yeah. ask myself. Like, what would Rachel say in this instance if I'm dealing with a certain situation? And I and and I know that I've connected to a really strong and great business coach when I have that, right? There's there's one other coach that I have that, and her name is Sarah. And so her for me is what would Sarah do? And for Rachel is what would Rachel say? Um, <laughs> you know, so that's what we. Th- that tells me right there that they are doing their job as business coaches, right? Or as coaches in general, because I fall back on that. Like I think to myself, what would Sarah Dan do in this situation? Or what would she tell me to do? What would Rachel advise me to do? And that's what we want as, as financial service providers, right? We want people to be thinking, what would Kimberly tell me to do in this particular case? Oh, I remember I saw that Instagram story or that Facebook you know, story or that reel where she talked about X, Y, or Z. And when you infuse your personality into those mm-hmm. things, that's what makes it so much easier for people to have that total recall of that. Yes. You know, that, that thing, right? So, all right. This is a really good place for us to stop and have a bit of fun. Okay. All right. You want to play this or that really quickly? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Awesome. So this is the summer edition. I'm telling all of my guests, I'm giving them forewarning before we start, but I ask you a series of questions. I don't want you to think about it. You have, um, I think a bit of a um, lead head start on most other people because you live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. (laughs) And it's the summer edition for, for us, but for you, it's probably the all year round edition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you anyway, right? Just for continuity's sake. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. Flights or road trips? Oh, for flights. Mexico or the Caribbean? Caribbean. Poolside or beachside? Beachside. Sundresses or shorts? Hmm, shorts. Cocktails or smoothies? Smoothies. That always gets people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I feel like I almost need to change this for you, but I won't. Jet skis or parasailing? Uh, Move per jet skis. Okay. Uh, Flip-flops or strappy sandals? Flip-flops, slippers. And ice cream or popsicles? Ice cream. Funny. Great. Thank you so much. That was great. <laughs> I, for, instead of jet skis or parasailing, I felt like I was supposed to say like jet skis or surfing. Or... Surfing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't talking to anybody else from Hawaii. Right. <laughs> so I got to you. So thank you so much for playing. I appreciate that. Yeah. 100%. All right. So you said, you've mentioned a particular term a couple of times, and I really want to talk about that a bit because I think it's really, um, it's it's a big term. And I, I think it's easy to say to ourselves that that's not who I am, right? And I'm talking about thought leadership, right? And so I have always or had always thought of thought leadership as that, you know, to be an influencer, to be a thought leader, that meant I had to be famous. I had to be, you know, have a following of 100,000 people. I had to be, you know, already uh, well known and a celebrity of some sort and mega, mega rich, whatever the case may be, in order to be a thought leader. Mm -hmm. 
Is that true? No, we are all thought leaders. We are an aggregate of all the experiences that we've had in the world in our lifetime. And so you have gone through things that I have never gone through and vice versa. I can tell, I, I can teach you and offer you something because you've never experienced it or learned it or gone through it. And you can teach me a lot of things that I've never experienced with your life experience. So we'll just start with life experience. And this is a, a great topic because, um, it goes back into what we actually offer and how we're different. And so like when we think about accountants or bookkeepers in a corporate sense, there's someone hires us to do that. They give us their scope of work and a job description. And that's that. But when you shift into owning your own business, that can be whatever you want it to be. You get to make that your own and you become a thought leader in that space. When you do make it your own based off of your own experiences, like maybe you think, accounting is such an anxiety point for people. I'm like raising my hand here and you guys can't see it. <laughs> like maybe part of your brand is to send people a candle every month because Hey, it's tax time or, or it's, it's bookkeeping time. Definitely guys, tax time is a huge anxiety trigger for people. Like mm-hmm. maybe you want to do something differently, just anything that you can contribute with your experience to, create your own client experience makes you a leader in Mm -hmm. your thing. So you don't have to be a thought leader in everybody's version of accounting or bookkeeping or photography or coaching. You just have to be the thought leader in the way that you do it. I love that. And that's what's important to infuse into your organic social media, right? It's that thing that differentiates you that sets you apart from every other accountant you know you we talk about that all the time like how can I be different the market is saturated there are a billion bookkeepers and we all do the same thing well technically we do perform the same type of of work Mm -hmm. but we don't all do the same thing no We don't all do the same thing. Number one, we're all different people. Number two, we serve all different kinds of people who have, like you said, different trigger points, right? Um, Different different challenges in their particular business. And so I love the, you know, just the general example that you gave, like maybe your clients are those folks who are stressed out and, you know, experience so much anxiety. And so you do send them some sort of care package every month to help make it easier for them. Right. Right. So (laughs) I love that. That is, that is perfect. That is perfect. So how do we know if our organic social media is work, our efforts are working? Yes. So the biggest, the biggest metric that you're going to want to take into account here is going to be engagement. How many people are are actually engaging with you? But the thing about social media that's a little tricky is we spend so much time thinking about what we have to put out there that we forget that it's all about what other people are receiving. And Mm -hmm. so the first place that I, I talk to people about, if they're not seeing engagement rates that they want to see, then I'm going to ask how much you're engaging. How many people are you going out there engaging with? That's the biggest way to grow your social media organically is to not just engage with the people in your feed and those who are following you. That's important. It's equally important to go out there and engage with people who have yet to figure out how amazing you are. 
that's how you get people into your space. And that's why those pillar posts and those first 10 posts are so important because when they start binging your stuff, they're going to get a real sense of who you are. If you're super intentional about letting them know and talking to them in a way that they feel heard and seen and understood while getting your message across. So engagement is very important, but outbound engagement is just as important as inbound engagement. Girl, guilty. Like I am (laughs) so guilty of like showing up, you know, right before, like you hear this, people actually teach this 10 minutes before you post, go out and engage with like five other people like their posts and you know, that sort of thing. And then, then you make your posts and then your engagement rates go up. And the, and then you're like not online, you're not on Instagram or Facebook any other time. And so it's, while it might be organic, is it authentic? Like, is it, is is it, you know, genuine, like you really want to connect with these people or are you doing it for, you know, selfish reasons, right? And and I'm here to tell you, I listen, I have the t-shirt. I've been there and I've done that. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, but I'm doing better. I know better, like Maya Angelou said, I know better. So now I do better. So I love that point. It's it that outbound engagement is so important. How do I know though? Like I can tell, like I can generally see that people are liking my stuff or commenting on my stuff, but we're numbers people. And so where do I find like that data Mm -hmm. in one place so I can kind of track it and not just, um, you know, just, just see it at one point or, or, uh, you know, on a post, but where can I see it over time or track it over time? Yeah. So you can actually find these insights right in your app. Instagram has actually changed their API. So you can actually get insights for reels and Instagram lives and, and, um, videos as well. Mm -hmm. IGTV, Mm -hmm. this was not available a couple of months ago and it is now. So you can find these insights in the app. If you just pull out a a simple spreadsheet and, and get your numbers compiled, let's say weekly, then -hmm. you should be totally fine. I forget that you are numbers people. So what we do in analytics, we go, we go in hard on analytics over here. And so what we do is we actually use third-party programs that can pull all the metrics from like the beginning of your Instagram, because sometimes I do want to know like where you were on day one. And so we aggregate all of that information on a monthly basis, sometimes an annual basis. Like we just closed out quarter two. So we probably will be looking at all of our clients and how they've done for the year to date so far versus the, the previous two quarters. And we look at everything. This is like going in guys. And so if you're in the beginner stage of growing your business, please don't do this. But we look at how much people are going from our Instagram to our website. We, we hook up to Google analytics and we see how many people are converting from each page. What is a conversion? Is it clicking a button on a site? Is it clicking a link on a site? Is it a download, we actually track all of these things. How many people are going from LinkedIn? How many people are going from Facebook? Mm-hmm. Like we had a blog post that was four years old on a client's account that got 95,000 views from Pinterest in one year. So we're going to talk about that over and over Whoa. and over again. What, what posts are performing really well? What's working? Pour gas on that. What's not working? Maybe remove that. 
So mm-hmm. nothing's going to be, you're not always going to have viral stuff every single month. That's kind of unrealistic to aim for, but figure out what's working and dig into that more. And if it's not working, test it. I always think testing and then get rid of it if it doesn't. And my biggest caveat is I would take everything that people are saying is trendy and working with a grain of salt. We stick to what we know works. We do not change for our, for the algorithm, because if you're making those connections, you're algorithm proofing your Instagram account. I love it. And so that is a great segue into why our listeners need to reach out to you (laughs) and find (laughs) out more about how they can work with you, right? I, I love that. We are we are number crunchers, right? We numbers are important to us. It's data. It tells a story. And we need that information. And so I love that you shared that. And that's a great place, I think, to start to wrap up our conversation and talk about, you know, a little bit more how you actually work with your clients. You know, you you shared with us what are some of the things that you are looking at. But if if I'm new to Sarah's world and I want to learn more about your business, what's the best way for me to do that? Like, is there, do you have a, a masterclass or a, a, something that I can download that gives me more information about your services? How do we find out more? Yeah. So our agency, we have a website and you can, you can locate the agency there. I'm also, we're also on Instagram. Um, I have a freebie that helps people figure out how to start their businesses. It's 101 skills that you can use to start a business and start making money with today. Things that you're already good at. Um, if you're in the very early stages of starting and growing a business, it talks about all the things that people are actually looking for right now, skills that you can get started with now that I'm happy to share with you. Our, our agency serves people in several ways. We can do um, initial calls with people to get you going. If you're just starting and you want to handle it on your own, if you have the bandwidth to take care of day-to-day stuff, we can actually come in as your monthly strategist, pull analytics and give you strategy every month, or we do white glove done for you services. And you can, you can find all of that on the website. I love it. I love it. Before I, before we go, I, I, just a few more questions. Talk to me about what white glove services kind of incorporates. Is that like social media, like content, or is it more, is it a deeper dive into the analytics piece of it? Oh, it's everything. This is for the person who is like, I am ready to outsource this because I need to put my brain onto like $1,000, $10,000 tasks. I don't need to be doing this every day. We do everything from content creation and curation. That's copywriting. We have a copywriter and a graphic designer. We have designers on our team. These people are like in their own worlds, doing the things that they're the best at. We have community engagers. So these people are out there engaging with your ideal audience. They're, they're taking care of all the inbound comments and DMS. And we also go out there and engage with people who need to know about you. And then we do the strategy and the analytics every month. And we go in hard. We have a a strategist on our team who routinely works with eight and nine figure business owners for the purpose of being able to help people grow to that level. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we know what we're good at, right? We are great at numbers. We are great at managing money and helping our clients ensure that they are making the best 
you know, have the best use of their funds. We are not always so great at figuring out which image goes best with a piece of content. You know, I, again, I am guilty as charged. So it can take me an hour or more to create one piece of content. And I think to myself, if I have to do this for 30 days and I need multiple pieces every day for a couple of different platforms, like this is not what I'm in business to do, right? This is not my zone of genius. My zone of genius is working with folks and helping them understand what the the story is that their numbers are telling them And now specifically my zone of genius is helping bookkeepers get to the place and and build businesses where they're able to do that. My zone of genius is not the creative, (laughs) right? It's not the person who is engaging all day. That's, That's not what I do, right? And so I think that for people like us in the in the finance space, money pros like us, we need people like you, Sarah. We we need services like the the services that your agency provides. And so this has been an absolutely incredible conversation. How do we find you on Instagram? What's your handle before I forget to ask you that? Yeah, it's the simple flourish. Flourish, F-L-O-U-R-I-X. S-H. And we'll make sure we put it in the show notes (laughs) so people can just click it and keep it moving and find you that way. So yeah, don't worry about that. We'll definitely make sure that all the links and handles and everything um, are included in the show notes. I just wanted people, if they're, you know, multitasking and and are listening to it, I wanted them to be able to go in and find you as quickly as as they could. So we'll also make sure to to share a link to um, your gracious offer that that the freebie that you have um as well as to your website so folks can connect with you and if you follow sarah on on instagram which i think you should because guys gal she lives in hawaii so (laughs) i'm sure her instagram is is probably going to just make us all super super (laughs) envious and jealous and you know, I'm going to have to change one of my questions from Mexico or the Caribbean to, you know, Hawaii, Mexico or the Caribbean. I just want to keep saying Hawaii. (laughs) Thank you for saying it properly. (laughs) It's so funny. I have, I'll share a personal story really quickly before we wrap. My youngest brother lives on the islands, in the islands, has lived there. He was in the Navy. Now we're from the East Coast, from the Northeast. And he was in the Navy for years and he met um, someone who was born and raised in Hawaii and, and that's where he stayed. And he has, you know, never thought about coming back to this area for more than a week or whatever. And so, um, you know, he's the blessed one in the family love <laughs> that. to live in love paradise. That. So, yeah, so I love it as well. So this has been so incredible. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You, you have made this probably one of the best interviews better. I, I wouldn't even call it an interview. I feel like it was just a really good conversation. And that those are the, the, the chats that I so sincerely appreciate because it's important for me that our listeners, regardless of where they are in their business, that they feel informed and empowered to go out and build a Uh, not just a profitable business, but a a business that creates impact 
uh, for for their clients as well. And, and having this sort of information just really allows them to focus on, you know, what's what's important for us to, to do on a regular basis and know what is the things that we kind of need to, you know, think about working with other professionals and allowing them to work in their zones of genius while we work in ours. Or if we're still in the early stages, really understanding how much attention we need to pay to various different areas. And so for that, I say thank you. Yes, thank you so much. You're incredible. You really, really are. Okay, folks, that's it for this episode. It's been great. Thank you so much for hanging out with us as always. Um, If you have any questions for us on this episode, feel free um, to just shoot us an email. You can email us at hello at Spark Hustle Flow. We'll share that in the show notes as well. If it's a a question for Sarah, I'll make sure that she gets it. Um, But you can also reach out to her on her Instagram page um, via DM and we'll share that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, remember, be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we'll talk with you on the next episode. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.